Welcome to episode 19 of Hashtag DITD. I'm your host, Mars, on this very special quarantine episode of Down in the Den. I tell you, uh, it's been a crazy few uh, weeks in this country. I feel like we're living in some type of strange prequel of The Walking Dead. Uh, but with everything that's going on in the world, so much uh, uncertainty, I just wanted to make sure that everyone gets a little dose of light, love, positivity, uh, and just a few laughs. And just to uh, give you some insight on what we've been doing and what's going on. And we're going to always keep it moving here down in the den. So we're always going to be here broadcasting, even in the, it's the end of the world. As long as we've got a connection, I'm going to be out there. Uh, talking about stuff for you guys and uh, just want everybody to be out safe and uh, check out some old episodes of Down in the Den while you're on uh, quarantine and uh, we're going to keep it moving. So uh, first of all, Hollywood uh, has really been showing its uh, adaptive nature uh, with theaters closing all across the map. Um, There's been some potential blockbusters that have been delayed indefinitely without really giving a new release date. Um, Some that's been delayed as much as a year, like uh, Fast 9. But while we're seeing others that have been released or plan to be released are getting really early video on demand releases. Um, On the 20th, Pixar's Onward, which has only been in the theater for a few weeks, I believe, It's going to be available for uh, on-demand. The Invisible Man, which I I really wanted to see. It looked pretty interesting. I know that's going to be also available on video on-demand early. Uh, There's a couple of other um, movies that are coming out uh, very soon on the 20th. We believe uh, Invisible Man, The Hunt. I'm really interested in seeing the hunt that comes out on the 20th as well. So uh, Hollywood is really showing its adaptive nature on the 24th. Vin Diesel's Bloodshot, which didn't necessarily want to see in the theater. I wasn't really a big fan of the Valiant Comet or that Comet line as it is. But, uh, hey, you know, if it's available on demand and I don't have to leave the house... I would definitely check that out. The Gentleman, Matthew McConaughey uh, movie that's coming out on the 24th, Birds of Prey, is going to have an early uh, release on video on demand on the 24th. And The Way Back, Ben Affleck's uh, movie, is going to be coming out on the 24th. And then The Lovebirds uh, movie with uh, Issa Rae that I really wanted to see. That's been announced that it's going straight to Netflix. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. There's, you know, I've heard projections that we can see this coronavirus flatlining soon. Um, But then I've heard talk that it may be 18 months. So so much uncertainty going on in the world. But, you know, these companies still have to make money. And people still need to be entertained. And with, uh, you know, the economy going flat sometimes, instead of going on a cruise, all you can afford is running a video and staying in the house. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Some people are probably going to be making choices about their streaming services. So really, it's time to get the best content out there. 
because if people aren't going to be going out and people aren't going to go to the movies and they're going to be renting, whoever has the best content and the freshest content is going to win this war. And um, I, 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 Netflix might have the advantage. And so I've always been a big fan of Disney Plus. Uh, but right now, Disney Plus content is limited because it's Disney and they they have their Hulu content in one place. They have this with it not being in one place. While Netflix, you can actually get the kid shows. You can get everything in one place. They may be able to really take advantage of this if they can get some more original content and some big blockbuster going straight to Netflix. That, that really might turn the tide for them. Um, and I'm really curious to see if this is gonna what they're gonna do with Black Widow. Um, the one drawback about having serialized storytelling is if this is going in a certain order chronologically you can't if you delay one release ideally that's gonna delay the other releases the only potential that i could see here is that being that this movie is somewhat of a prequel anyway it may not really matter since we already know what's going to happen so it may not matter when on the docket, this comes out, but I'm really curious to see if Marvel's going to maybe release it to Disney Plus early, do a video demand, and then do a limited release after things get back to normal and the theaters start opening again. It's so much uncertainty right now in Hollywood, but I'm very curious to see how everything adapts, and uh, I'm there for it. Like I said, I've always been a proponent of give people as many options to check out your product as possible. So, yes, release it in the theaters. There's going to be traditionalists that want to see these movies in the theaters. But I always say, for premium charge, release it at home at the same time. It's not all about the blockbuster and what you bring home at the theater anymore. People are involved in the way that they take in this content. So, Give it to them in as many streams and avenues as possible. I always thought that was a good business model, and it finally looks like this pandemic is causing Hollywood to adapt and, and take that approach moving forward. And So this might really be the changing of the guard of your old traditional release to theater. Wait a couple of months after it's been released to theater or released it to video. I really think you're going to start seeing day one release on video demand for even some of these blockbusters. Now, in the world of Star Wars, a huge announcement was made. Rosario Dawson has been cast in the role that I feel is custom built for. She's going to be cast as the first live-action version of Ashka Tano uh, in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. And for me, this is dream casting. Uh, I know she has lobbied for the role. Um, there's been a lot of artists out there that have, you know, made mock-ups of her as a character. And I think she's perfect for this role. And it just really shows that John Favreau and Dave Filoni have a pulse on what Star Wars could be. I, I don't see either one of them have made an era so far. And um, they're doing fan service, but also bringing something different that's wholly unique and not a rehash of what something George Lucas has already done or something that's already been out. So, I mean, big kudos to those guys over there at The Mandalorian. That was uh, my show 
of uh, the year. I love that show. It was really, really, really uh, amazing. And uh, the casting they've done on that show has been amazing. And uh, having the first laugh, we'll actually see what happened to Ashka. Uh, I'm very, very stoked for that. And I'm very stoked to see Rosario Dawson do this role. I think she's going to knock it out of the park. And uh, I'm just really excited for the future of Star Wars. It's been shaky the last couple of years, last five or six years. But uh, right now, I feel the future is brighter than it's ever been. And um, hopefully we'll get more in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But uh, I'm all in on the Mandalorian. Give me, give me, give me Baby Yoda. Give me all the Baby Yodas. It's the cutest thing ever created. And give me more of uh, the Bounty Hunter. Give me more of the Dark Saber. Give me more of Dave Filoni. Give me more of John Favreau. I'm here for it. Those guys are, are really just saving Star Wars and bringing it to another level. So I'm very excited. Congratulations to Rosario Dawson. Uh, I know she's going to knock it out the park. She was one of my favorite uh, parts of the Netflix Marvel series, and I know she's going to do a, a bang-up job here as well. So congratulations to Rosario Dawson, and that's the big news in Star Wars. In pro wrestling, man, this has probably been the strangest week I've ever seen as a lifelong pro wrestling fan over 30 years of watching this religiously. I've never seen uh, so many shows with a zero audience. And I, you have to commend uh, the folks at WWE and the folks at AEW and the folks all over the world that... Uh, no matter if it's nine eleven, no matter if the wrestler passes away, no matter if it's a war, no matter what it is, uh, the show must go on. And something that started in a carnival that is still to this day not the most mainstream form of entertainment, um, they do a great service. They help people get their minds off a of thing and the fact that they put their bodies and wrists and their health at a risk to entertain us I have nothing but respect for the men and women uh in the industry I, I i've always said if i was a foot taller uh i probably would have tried to be a pro wrestler growing up that's how much i love the sport and uh, really respect uh what the men and women do uh in the business but uh it was just really interesting, and it shows you uh, the professionalism that these uh, men and women have, but it also shows you how much of an impact the audience has. It's it's a symbiotic relationship, and, you know, 316 week, get to see Stone Cold was very entertaining to see Stone Cold, you know, do his whole bidding, you know, give me a hell yeah, to an absolutely empty performance center. That was very interesting. Um, but it just shows the professionalism to see uh, uh, someone like Edge cut that return promo uh, in front of an empty performance uh, center. It's just, it's just a really uh, a shame because these are moments that could have been amplified. It'll definitely go down in history um, when this whole pandemic thing is over, but uh, moments that I feel should have been amplified and really just blown up really didn't have an opportunity to do so and it felt like a felt flat and I think that's merely because of where 
the shows were at the performance center it looks like a classroom it looks like a gym so it made the show look uh like a gym on the other hand AEW Dynamite that might have been one of their best episodes they had no one in the audience but it it didn't look like it was coming out of a gym it didn't look like it was coming out of a classroom it it just looked uh, natural without the audience, and I even like the little elements of having like MGF and his cronies in the audience, and 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 really uh, betting and little small touches like that, and little elements like that really made AEW, in my opinion, win this week. But I mean, they're both winners. Both the WWE and AEW are both winners for being able to put on um, a show where these shows. Uh, for uh, the people to help get their mind off. It's just nothing but respect for both companies. Um, there was some big debuts in AEW uh, this week. We saw Brody Lee make his debut as the Exalted One, formerly known as Luke Harper. A lot of people thought it would be Matt Hardy. I always thought it would be either Brody Lee or Lance Archer. Um, we saw Lance Archer return and had a very interesting uh, backyard segment with Jake the Snake, which makes it uh, very interesting for his character. And then we also saw Matt Hardy, the broken Matt Hardy, make his debut on AEW and Bam Art 1, uh, showed him join forces with the Elite uh, versus the Inner Circle. So uh, really, it's been three pretty big debuts in AEW, and um, I really feel like they're getting into uh, their stride of things. I love how they don't uh, show the same uh, wrestlers every week. They don't beat it in your head. I don't think we saw any Dean Ambrose this week. Uh, or sorry, my apologies, John Moxley this week. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was really good. Like I said, I, both companies, nothing but the utmost respect and those men and women in the business that are putting their health on the line and being away from their family in this uncertain time to entertain us and give us a moment where we can just take our mind off of this, uh, just nothing but respect. So great job, uh, guys. And um, I'm interested to see what's going to go on with WrestleMania. Um, We know it's no longer going to be in Tampa. Um, We know it's been moved to the Performance Center. But now we know it's going to be on two nights and potentially multiple areas. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I personally wish they would just postpone it to maybe the summer, moving to Madison Square Garden. I know that was a rumor, um, but it doesn't appear that's going to happen. It appears they're going to go for it with moving this. And it's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be one for the record books. So WrestleMania with no fans. It's going to be one for the records book, record books, and I'll be very interested to see what kind of show they put on. So our final segment today, we're going to talk about some things that you can do to get through uh, through this quarantine. Uh, now, for a homebody like myself, uh, I pretty much quarantine myself every single day. Um, social distancing is not a big deal. I'm currently working on back-to-back titles in NBA 2K with my Lakers. But 
for my den mates out there who are a bit more lively and less sedentary than myself, I'm going to give you my top 10 things to do through this quarantine. So number one, I don't know about you guys, but I love to sing musicals, R&B, hip hop, EDM, opera. It, It doesn't matter. I love to sing. If I was in church, I would say make a joyful noise. Uh, the one problem is my noises aren't very joyful. I can't hold the tune. I'm tone deaf. I'm horrible at it, but I love to do it. So I don't know if any of you guys know this. YouTube karaoke. If you go on YouTube, pretty much every single song you can think of, there's a karaoke version. So if you're in quarantine and you're either by yourself and you're someone like me that loves to sing but has a horrendous voice, YouTube karaoke. Get on YouTube, pick your favorite 90s R&B song and just belt away. You know, I'm emotional. Whatever you want to do. And if you have friends and family that you're quarantined with, have a whole YouTube karaoke contest. You'll be surprised how fun it is, especially if you throw in a few shots of Ciroc. Uh, number two on uh, Mars top 10 things to do through quarantine. Clean your dirty ass house. If you're one of those people that when people come over, you start shuffling around junk and you're like, oh, uh, uh, I was just cleaning when you came over. Now, you probably never clean. So now with uh, cleanliness being next to godliness and people washing your hands. Don't forget to wash your doorknobs, your toilet handles, uh, clean your kitchens, uh, vacuum, do a deep clean, put some vinegar water down the drain, and and give your house and environment a nice, clean, deep cleansing. And once you're uh, done with that, burn some sage and get some good, healthy energy in your house. So that's number two. Uh, Number three, This is something that I haven't done, but I always thought it would be super fun to do. Everybody out there can't cook, but usually everyone has at least one recipe, one go-to that you can do. So hear me out. Demate's homemade cooking show. Set up your phone, put it on YouTube, make yourself your homemade cooking show with your uh, favorite recipe. And if you do it, Hashtag D-I-T-D. Put it on Twitter. Send us a link. I'd love to see your homemade cooking shows. But it's something fun that you can do. Everyone see uh, how the cooking... Everyone's seen a cooking show and pretty much how they go. So you just put your little ingredients out, put them in bowl, and, and record it and have fun with it. You have nothing else to do. You're in quarantine. Number four... With the gyms being shut down, people that exercise, I know they're struggling right now. And it seems when you're bored and you have nothing to do, the kitchen is calling your name. Every parent has been through it during the summer, how their groceries go up because the kids are home and they're just eating them out of house and home. So if you're going to be at home most of the day laying on the couch, you should try a workout but not just any workout, a prison workout. Since most of us don't have a ton of gym equipment to our availability, do your push-ups, pull-ups, 
uh, you know, stab somebody. No, don't do that. But, you know, give yourself a, uh, a workout, uh, jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, hanging off something and doing pull-ups in your backyard, whatever you have, take advantage of it. Get your exercise. Number five, I know me personally, I'm not on the phone unless my mom calls. Everybody else gets a text. So uh, in this day and age, it's so odd to really actually talk to someone on the phone. So if you're on quarantine, pick up the phone. Call your mom. Call your dad if they're uh, still healthy and alive. Call a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Call them. Check on them. Make sure they're good. Have a conversation. Talk about life. But uh, it's a lost art. We don't call each other enough. So number five, call a lost uh, friend or family member that you haven't talked to in a while. Just check on them. Give them a call. See how they're doing. Let them know that you're still thinking about them. Number six, start a passion product. Uh, passion project. We all have something we want to do. That podcast you want to start. That script you want to write. That novel you want to begin. That painting you want to draw. That instrument you want to learn to pick up. That foreign language you want to learn. Now is a perfect time. You're not doing anything. You're sitting on quarantine. You can't go anywhere for the next two weeks. Start that passion project. And you might be surprised how far you get once you actually start. Number seven, learn a new skill. The beautiful thing about the Internet, anything you want to do, you can learn literally by typing it on YouTube. So learn a new skill. Learn how to change your oil if you never learned how to do that. Learn how to paint something or, or cook something that you never did before, but learn a new skill and put it to good use. Number eight, if you really want to just have a full couch cella and say, you know what, I am not going to exercise, I'm not going to do anything creative, I'm just going to lay in my blanket, eat snacks and wait this thing out, there's nothing wrong with that and no shame in that, so I'm going to challenge you to ultimate couch potato championship. Pick a series with at least five seasons and watch that bad boy from the top to the bottom, from the start to the finish, from the beginning to the end, Alpha and Omega. Pick you a TV series with at least five seasons, and I dare you to watch every single episode from the first episode to the last. Number nine, if you're feeling like being a humanitarian, Now's a perfect time to go through those old clothes. Winter's just ending. Go through your winter clothes. Go through your summer clothes and cleanse. Hopefully, a lot of us have, you know, been keeping up with our New Year's and we've lost some weight. Hey, if you lost 10 pounds and these clothes don't fit anymore, make a donation bag. With so many people losing their job due to this pandemic, there's going to be a need for clothes. There's going to be a need for us really chip in and help our fellow man. So start making donation bags, uh, food that you're not going to use, clothes that you're not going to use, toys that you're not going to use. Pack them up, and when you get out here, clean them, sterilize them. And when you get out here, go make a donation bag. It'll, it'll make you feel better 
that you're out there helping, even though you may never see who it helps. You're really doing a good thing. And number 10, just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you can't go in your backyard, go outside. You can take some scraps from your kitchen and make a little garden, uh, you know, go outside, get some sun. If you're in a place where it's actually warm, tan, go outside, breathe some fresh air. Someone like myself who really stays inside, I've really been taking this opportunity to just really like go outside, walk the dog, keeping my social distancing, but just going outside more because that's something I never do. And you find getting a little fresh air might be good for you. So those are the top 10 things I suggest you do during this quarantine. Thank you so much uh, for checking us out on the special episode. I want you guys to be healthy, be safe out there. Do not let fear drive you. Um, We're going to get through this together as long as we wash our hands, you know, do the precautions, get tested if you feel symptoms, and uh, just be safe out there. We're going to get through this together. It's always darkest before the dawn, but we're going to be all right. To all my dimmates out there, thank you so much for listening, and as always, deuces.